Matthews and he scores! Austin Matthews banks it off the post and in. Evermind won the tap two. Here's Riley going wide, sends it in front of the net. Johnny scores! Do you believe this? Holy mackerel, he's got three! What I want. You're listening to the Bleeding Blue and White Podcast, your weekly dose of all things Toronto Maple Leafs. And now, your hosts, Jack, Nick, and Corey. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Bleeding Blue and White Podcast, your Western Conference Preview 2022-2023. That's a mouthful. Uh Happy to have... Two very, very smart gentlemen back. Two very, very well-versed in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Putting a lot of pressure on you guys uh, back joining us. Uh, first, all the way from Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, the beard is growing. Mm-hmm. I expect it to continue to grow until the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. So, with that being <laughs> said, he enters the chat as Turk Broda, Leafs legend. But you know him as my dad, Pete. Hello! Good evening, gentlemen. It's going to be a long beard then. (laughs) It's going to be very, it's going to be Rip Van Winkle long. It's going to be, it's going to be long. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, um, coming to you from uh, the other end of town. Yeah. My brother, Nick, and he's in the chat as Nick. Uh, You know, no, no special names tonight. How are you doing, Nick? Good. How's everyone feeling tonight? Fantastic. Fantastic. And as predicted, I think I did this whole spiel at the end of our last episode before Jack went away to college. He is not here tonight. Oh, but I'll be here. I'll be. I'll, I'll make time. I'll be there. What time we record? I'll be there. Like, dude, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go to do this? Are you going to sit in your car? I don't think so. Anyway, I'm sure we'll have him back. Heck, he could join halfway through the show. I wouldn't be surprised if he just jumps on and tells us that. Uh, you know, the Gold Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup next year. I mean, I, he's he's unpredictable like that. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll see him in a little bit. So anyway, guys, we are here. We are live. We are ready to rock and roll. We're going to do a little bit of news and notes from around the league, some Leaf news and some other things that have intrigued us a little bit. And then we will dive into our expert opinions on the Western Conference. Now, if you've listened to any show that I've been on, you know I don't know anything about the Western Conference because the Leafs aren't in the Western Conference. And when I see Western Conference games is when the Leafs are playing the Western right. Conference teams. So don't go to Vegas and bet on anything that I say on this episode um, because it would be it'd be a waste of money. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, let's start with the Leaf news. Let's start with the Rasmus Sandin watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Monday the 19th. We're recording at uh, about uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Camp is technically open, right? They had their golf tournament today. Sort of. Tomorrow it really kicks off. And Mr. Rasmus Sandin is not yet signed. So, uh, as we continue to um, wait and see what happens, have we gotten, are we getting Mitch Marner, uh, uh, Willie Nylander vibes on the holdout? Is this going to, is this going to, be a couple of days like Mitch, or is this going to be like we're going to run into December and be on Twitter and refreshing our feed to see if he is going to not be a Leaf? Uh, Nick, I'm going to start with you. You you seem to have the heartbeat of the Toronto Maple Leafs. What is your gut telling you? What are your sources telling you about Rasmus Sandin? Yeah, it, he's not happy. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, okay, yeah. so I I'm not I'm not defending him or the mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. It's a tough spot. I kind of thought this might happen when they signed Mark Giordano. Not that I wouldn't take mm-hmm. Giordano's two-year deal at 800k a year every year, or not every year, but every every time because it was a phenomenal deal. But it blocks Sandine's um, uh, essentially his his way to the uh, having right. a, a spot really. And so here's the thing that I kind of understand from his point of view. He was told. 
if you want to make the NHL quicker, don't don't you know sign your entry level deal without signing bonuses. He did that. Um, the only other person, the only other first rounder that actually had signing bonuses was Timothy Lilligren, who was signed by Lou Lamorello. Long story short, who cares? Lou's gone. That's fine. So Rasmus Sandin doesn't have a um, he doesn't have any performance bonuses or anything like that. And so he's he's been in and out of the lineup. Um, when he's played, he's performed really really well. The issue is. He's been in and out of the lineup because of injury, because of veterans taking his spot, mm-hmm. and he's never been above the third third pair. But that's not really on him. It's okay. it's, kind of, it's 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 a tough spot. My guess and my feeling with Sandine is it's not the William Nylander December first deadline, where if he doesn't sign, he loses that entire year. But I, like I said, I don't think this is three days before everyone's supposed to really report for training camp that he comes and he's like, fine, I'll sign this mm-hmm. one deal, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think, like I said, uh, I think on the last podcast, he probably signs with like three or four days left in camp. Okay. Um, that's just a, that's just a total guess. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think okay. he's anywhere close to signing, honestly. All right. So Pete, um, Elliot Friedman reported, um, uh, actually, I think it was on his podcast yesterday or today, uh, that the Leafs offered the same deal. They wanted to sign both um, Lilligren and Sandine to the same exact deal. Lilligren went, where do I sign? And Rasmus went, mm, I don't think so. Um, should should he be looking for more money, more term? Do you think he's a better defenseman than Timothy Lilligren? Well, that's a tough question. Uh, I think he has the potential of, of being a better uh, defenseman than him. But right now, I I I put them both about even right now myself. Okay. Okay. And uh, you you're talking about his podcast, which I didn't catch, but mm-hmm. there hasn't been much talk about the Leafs on any of the big sports networks here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that comes out of Toronto, I should say. So right. Uh, Sandine's name hasn't been mentioned once this summer, as far as I know. Hmm. Maybe it's so the calm I, before the storm. That, yeah, I'm thinking that the Leafs are are, are, are going like like Nick said with Giordano that uh, you know he they got someone to fill the spot if that's the case. He doesn't want to sign with them for that amount of money. Right. Right. Well, I I have to throw in. Uh, we have, we do have. After I was crushing him in the intros, saying he wasn't going to be here, better late than never. Welcome, our college boy, coming to the chat is Pierre Engvall. Hello, Jack. How are we doing, gentlemen? Good, good, good. Doing good, sir. How are good. you? Good. I'm, I'm good. Okay. Just watching the Bills downstairs. There's a huge Bills watch party because we're up near Buffalo. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, for those who play. don't know, yep. For every those who play. don't know, Jack attends college where the Bills have their training camp. So yes. they, it's, it's the adopted school of the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So. Every single play that they're clapping and cheering and <laughs> saying, yeah, it's it's big up here. You know what? You got to transfer to like the Traverse City School or wherever the Leafs have camp. And yeah. then you can you can have enjoy the the preseason games and everything like that. U of so, T. Yeah. So, question for you, Jack um, Rasmus Sandin. Are we going to see him in training camp? Are we going to see him opening night? What's what, what are your what's your gut tell you? I think he holds out a couple weeks into the season. I don't oh. I don't think he signs before opening night at all. Um, what I'm getting from this, and I could be completely wrong, and I don't want to bash him because he is still technically, I guess, a Toronto Maple Leaf. So, but I, I would just say I think he thinks he's too good of a defenseman right now. He thinks he deserves a little bit more money than what he should be making. And honestly, I, if I was a defenseman, obviously, you know, money, money talks, money's great, but. You take that 1.5 or 
two at max for one or two years, and you prove to the Leafs, you say, hey, yeah, after two years, okay, I want six million, I want seven, I want eight. Prove to the Leafs that, because you haven't been in the lineup enough yeah. to prove that you're worth any more than $2 million. And Can I tell you that you lost me a, it, when you said if I was a defenseman? Because that's such a fantasy yeah, world. It just wouldn't been. happen. <laughs> so I think, <laughs> to, I was to, just like, what's that like? To Corey, to Corey's point, when yeah. uh, Lilligren signed that two year deal and they wanted, um, wanted Sandine to sign the same deal, you know, announce them the same day. Um, I think the other the other uh, factor with Sandine is that um, if he signs a one year deal, he's got arbitration rights, mm-hmm. and um, you know, obviously he's only ever played third pairing defense uh, minutes, but yep. he is he's he if you look at any uh, public analytic models um, out of, out there, he is literally one of the top three uh, third pair defense uh, minute uh, yeah. guys in the league. Hands down, obviously, you know, that doesn't always translate to, to being a better defenseman, you know, if you're in the top four, as we saw with Travis Dermott, but he's got a really good case <laughs> for, for the amount yeah. of minutes he's played, the amount of points he's put up, um, uh, for a really high, higher, um, arbitration case. Um, and that's why I think he wants to sign a one year deal so that next year, he could then, you know, get those arbitration rights. Um, and so. Uh, so my last question on Erasmus is the following. If he were to sign, would that, again, obviously the number, you know, they're so tight to the cap. Would that require them to move a player? Or do they have enough room right now that if he took the same deal as Lilligren, they could fit it? Or is it a anything around that or more? Justin Hall's out the door. We're finding somebody, you know, to, to take Kerfoot or where are we with that? Is, will another shoe have to drop? I guess is the question. Well, I think that leads into our next topic of Pierre Engvall being injured. Um, because if he's injured and he has to yeah. start the, the year on, uh, you know, uh, in like not long-term injured reserve. Yeah. But, um, if he, if he has to start the year, you know, they might put him on LTIR for, However long that he needs to, to, to quote unquote rehab, uh, the new report from Frank Saravelli coming out. So they might have a little bit of time to play with, you know, the cap situation. So I don't think, I don't okay. think honestly would move Kerfoot or Justin Hall in that, in that sense, because I mean, if you don't need to and Sandine, yeah. you know, if he does sign, great. Um, but I still don't think that they need to, to, to move anyone, especially with uh, Engvall being uh, potentially hurt. The new yeah, one. and you had, you had sent the link uh, to the team chat about him being hurt. I did not get to click into it. Can you give us a little of an update on what was reported? It, it was just uh, an off-season uh, nagging injury that Frank Cervelli was reporting. And I forget what, uh, uh, what the amount Pierre Engvall signed this off-season in my head, I want to say it was like 2.5 million or, or something around that. And, um, they're not sure of the time frame, but they're not sure he'll be ready, uh, come, uh, the start of the season. And okay. so if he's out for any extended period, it's kind of like, uh, Ilya Mikheyev was last year. Um, yeah. The start of the season. So, so yeah. okay. that's, that's my inclination. Uh, so that kind of bumps us into the other. Yeah. piece of leaf uh info that uh happened after our last recording was Zach Aston Reese signing a PTO with the Leafs all reports you know from around uh the big media outlets in Toronto is on a hush hush he's going to get a deal you know unless he completely flops so there's some sort of handshake deal for him to be a Toronto Maple Leaf which kind of sounds like they're going to need him even more now if Pierre Engvall is out to start uh, the season. I've also read that he is not the, when you do a deep dive, the analytical defensive darling that, uh, you know, he gets tagged with and it's like, Oh no, he's, he's okay. But don't, he, you know, he's not going to be the guy that brings home the cup. You know, his, his work on the defensive end is not going to make the huge difference. He is a fourth liner on this team. And, and so, again, speak to what you know about Zach Aston Reese, and, and should we be excited, or 
just, you know, another blip fourth liner that may get picked up on waivers when we are tight to the cap and have to send somebody down. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, from everything I've read about Zach Aston Reese, um, he's, he's a cross between David Camp and, and, and like a Kyle Clifford. Okay. Now, those two names, you're like, wow. Um, I like the first one. Well, no, but like, but, but that's, that's the, that's the thing that the Toronto market really loves. High energy guys. Uh-huh. Brian Berkey guys. Throws a lot of hits. But he, the difference between Zach Aston Reese and like a guy like Carl Clifford, Clifford might be responsible in his own end and all that stuff. And he throws some hits and he'll fight, but like he's not, um, that great defensively. Clifford, that is Zach Aston Reese. I know which, what you, what article you're, you're referring to. Um, mm-hmm. so he, those numbers, Zach Aston Reese, when he was playing with Pittsburgh, uh, primarily, was was essentially kind of what David Camp was with Chicago was always playing against the toughest top competition. Right. So his numbers don't look great, and that's fine. But that's because he's literally always matched up against the toughest competition. Everyone else matched up against the toughest competition usually always tends to get destroyed. Unless you're Patrice Bergeron who is just a unicorn of a player. Um but Zach Aston Reese's numbers are pretty good against um, really good competition. So they're never going to be great because, I mean, he's not, you know, he's nothing to, to write home about. He's obviously on mm-hmm. PHL. But he's he's almost like a cross between, you know, the, the Kyle Clifford energy, always throwing hits, and a David Camp who's very, very actually responsible uh, defensively, um, good skater, a lot of energy, um, just has almost no offense. <laughs> so, like, right. uh, if, if you like hits and someone that's low event hockey that's not going to let, you know, the other team score on you as much, he's perfect for your bottom six. All right. I love it. Eric, what's, what's the thought on Zach Aston Reese? I, I hear he's a disturber. He's right up your old, old style hockey from, you know, the 70s and 80s. Uh, is he going to be a fan favorite in T.O.? Uh, he's with the club. I'd say he will be. Each time he yeah. makes a hit or stops a rush or something. Yeah, uh, I've never heard of him to be honest with you. <laughs> Who did he play for? Pittsburgh and then Anaheim last year. He was traded in the okay. Ricard Raquel deal, right? Oh, yeah. I never heard of. Him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, I, there's half the half. It's, uh, it's, it's, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, uh, Nick will say. He'll send us a note and he'll say, so-and-so signed a PTO, and I'll go, who? Yeah. I don't know half of these cats either, especially Western Conference cats. I'm so happy we're on the Western yeah. Conference yeah. preview. Um, okay. And then, Jack, you're, any any thoughts? You've been kind of watching the, the, the PTOs uh, coming in and hoping that, and I'll name a name in a minute, uh, would be joining the Leafs in a PTO. Yeah, your, I was hoping your it thoughts? was going to be another former Duck. But, we are going to talk about him in a moment. We're, we're, just, um, we're slowly moving through the news here, yeah. yeah. But Zach Aston Reese, I had to look him up on YouTube. I didn't find a very long video. Um, <laughs> but I did notice that he is he's a very good floor checker. He mm-hmm. also he does a lot of the dirty work behind um, – Almost like a Zach Hyman, but he's not going to produce as much offense. Um, but he does he does work hard, and um, I know that's what Dubas likes. I know that's what almost every Toronto general manager ever likes is the hard, gritty guys. But, um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I hope to see him on the fourth line. Um, he would be better than some of the options. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And I really hope that he can be like a camp and provide some offense because camp's offensive numbers, what, tripled or quadrupled last year? I know he only had, what, maybe nine goals. But still, I I hope that maybe he can, while working with some of the other line mates, have some kind of offense because we're going to need help from the bottom six. Can't mess with the campfire. Can't mess with the camp. Can't, Can't put it out. Camp went right. for one goal the year before, so anytime you can triple yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
uh, to the ninth power. It'd yeah, be fantastic. Camp is gonna make what five million next year. What? He's gonna go oh, to Edmonton oh, and make five million. Yeah, Edmonton and Emmy room. All right, let's stick. Uh, let's stick around. Two more uh, pieces of news and notes, and we'll stay in Canada for both. Uh, I think we all let out a groan today when we read that Sonny Milano signed a PTO with the Calgary Flames. Uh, we were hoping that his magical touch would end up in Toronto. Now, by the way, PTOs players can sign anywhere if they don't get a deal with the team that they're skating with, but it typically feels like if you make the team, that's where you're going to be. So, uh, Jack, are you still sad that Sonny Milano is going to be a flame? Yeah. <laughs> yep. We had, we had like Sonny Milano watch for the last three weeks. We're that's like, how All right, boring yeah. the news has been. Yeah, it's been bad. We've been, we've been dying for it. been hurt and we've been on a Sonny Milano watch. Okay. So, again, I have to be fair. I only know Sonny Milano from yep. reading his stats and then the one uh, uh, Michigan play, yeah, yeah, where he scored the goal on the Sabres. So I just assume he's awesome. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why doesn't he have a deal yet? Why is he going to Flames camp, right? Well, he also he also was one of the ones that I think during the start of free agency thought he was going to get a little bit more. Yeah. And then said, oh, I'm not. And yeah. then finally was like, okay, I still kind of want to play in the NHL, and yeah. we got to sign somewhere. So I'm, and there were guys getting squeezed, no doubt. It's just interesting yeah. to see that you know he didn't get a deal and may end up with something around a million or less uh, to play yeah. in Calgary. So, uh, Pete, I'd ask you, but you probably never heard of Sonny Milano, right? <laughs> I have now. Oh, now you have that guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hey, he was a duck. Yeah, Who did he duck, play so. for? Uh, the Ducks. Really? The Quack Quacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. Western it's all good. Conference. It's our Western Conference preview. It's just it's yeah. perfect. It's just yeah. down too. Yeah. Nick, what about you? Do you you care? Is it no big deal? No, he's not a he's not a needle mover to you. No, like that's the thing with him. He's a tweener, like in the sense that he should probably play in your top six, but he's not good enough offensively. Mm-hmm. But he's okay. a little bit. So you can say, oh, you can put him on the third line, but usually your yeah. third line's kind of more of a checking line. So, so, and you don't want to put that skilled of a player on the fourth line, generally speaking. Okay. That he's 24 years old. He would have been a nice addition in Toronto, but, you know, I'm not going to, like, it's fine. Yeah, but when you look at, the like, the blueprint of Colorado and Tampa, you know, their fourth lines were – we're skilled players too, though. I mean, you you don't you wouldn't want him to be added. Colorado's but, fourth and third line this past year was yeah. literally just no event, low event, no. Just keep it keep it even, keep it even. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but was, don't you wouldn't you want to have some sort of threat when that third or fourth line comes? Maybe not the third line because it's it's obviously a shutdown defense. But but wouldn't you want to ice a team that their fourth line could be dangerous? I guess is what I I'm would. Saying. But at the same time, it really just depends on your roster construction and sure. like and and your allocation of uh, salary cap. Mm-hmm. So like say you know Colorado, Toronto, and even Tampa Bay, they really have higher higher um, salary cap players yep. you know, up front, top two lines on your defense, and obviously in, in goal for Tampa. Um, and then you just fill out the third and fourth line with guys that just you know. You know that they're not going to cost you games, really. Right. Um, okay. And, and and that that's if you look at you know, Colorado's uh, third and fourth liners this year, especially in the playoffs, they pitched in here and there, mm-hmm. but the top two lines did all the scoring. Uh, they right. just play low event uh, hockey, and um, and I think Toronto's kind of more um, built that way, uh, with you know obviously the the you know the big. Two lines, if you will, are the. Got That's just how I think. Okay. Um, I have a bonus question for you guys in a second, but let's hit the last one that I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. I thought having a press conference with yeah. uh, this gentleman was weird as well. The Winnipeg Jets have decided to go with a leadership group on the ice. Um, of 
assistants, I guess. The A. They're all good. So a bunch of them are going to wear the A's. Mm-hmm. And Blake Wheeler is no longer the captain of the Jets. Uh, it's one thing to have a press conference about it. It's another thing to have him there, too. And I saw a little bit of the transcripts around that. Um, our thoughts on what's happening in the peg? Because uh, Shifley wanted, it kind of sounded like Shifley wanted out at the end of the season. Or like, hey, at least let's make this team better. They really didn't do a ton in the off season. Mm-hmm. They bring in Rick Bonus, who by all accounts is a fantastic coach, but was not their first pick. And now we're just ripping down the leadership and starting fresh. So I'll start with you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Is, is this going to be a good thing or is this going to be more chaos? Is this going to be the first domino to in-season trades or they're going to break this down or what's going on? Oh, it's chaos. It's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like Kevin Schaefeldayoff's been the, the GM of the Winnipeg Jets since they moved from Atlanta. He's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, not a great general manager. Don't know how he still has a job. No offense. Pretty inactive. Like he's not the guy you always hear about, like looking to make deals, and it, it just happens once in a blue moon, right? He's a yeah, pretty quiet. Also, I, I mean, I'm not trying to. Well, I mean, I am trying because I'm going to bring it up. But he was part of the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, mm, yes. In you know, with the the Kyle Beach stuff, which he you know conveniently didn't have any sort of uh, uh, repercussions, even though mm-hmm. he was actually part of that whole. Uh, ordeal. And, uh, I just, he just doesn't really seem like, uh, um, a smart, competent leader. Uh, okay. And the fact that they went all out for Barry Trotz and Trotz is just like, yeah, I'll pass. And then Rick Bonus, they brought him in like two days later and they yeah. just signed him. Pierre Luc Dubois doesn't want to play there. Shrek right. out. Um, you know, it, it's, it's more chaos and, uh, Blake Wheeler, I did, so I don't like the Jets. I think we all know that. Um, <laughs> Blake Wheeler actually seems like one of the only dudes on that team that isn't a total like uh, stinker. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like a, yeah. a like a tool. He right. he's a little bit of a tool, but I don't. Well, don't forget uh, Kyle. Oh, never mind. Kyle Connor is a tool. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. But no, but Blake Wheeler actually seems he's like the biggest one. Are you can yeah. yeah. Well, he's the littlest one. <laughs> but no, but like with with uh, with, with uh, Wheeler, he seems like he like he's not happy. I don't know. I you watch five minutes of that press conference, and you're like, why'd they even bring him? Like, right? Out of respect, no, he's not happy to be there. <laughs> like, I don't. He's not going to say anything because he's a professional hockey player. But it's uh, yeah, it's chaos, and it's going to be great. So I know Jack really enjoyed when we got to see the highlights of the Jets beating the Leafs in a regular season game. And they, they went, that was like their Super Bowl or their Stanley cup final. Jack, how big is your grin right now that there is a super chaos in their locker room and their organization? I honestly couldn't care less. It's, it's not us. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I really did think it was odd that they brought Wheeler. I'm like, I was like, I thought he did something. Like, I thought, like, he was, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know, actually, what I thought. But, like, I thought he was, like, in trouble, and he was, like, he was going to say something like, oh, I'm sorry for my actions or something, you know, something like yeah. that. I don't know. Sorry but, for not being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but then he was, like, you know, he was crying inside when he was, like, I don't need a letter to play hockey. He was, like, yeah. but I, I don't know, man. As long as Neil Pionk is still irrelevant, that's all that matters. <laughs> Pionk. Hey, Turk, your thoughts. What's going on up there in the Canadian media? Is this a big deal or no? Well, it's a little bit of a big deal. They they mentioned that uh, Wheeler was on the block all summer. They were trying to, trying to get rid of him anyway. Yeah. So I guess bonus came in decided, well, like you said, let's clear the board and start over again. Right. And uh, I think I think the fact that they're not having a, a captain, like naming a new one, is sort of an easy way for him to say, okay, well, he's still an assistant, though, isn't he? Yeah. But is he made an assistant? No? 
I don't I'm think they sure. named any. Yeah. I mean, one of his quotes nope. was, "I don't need a letter to play." Yeah, in the yeah, NHL, that, so. Yeah, I, I remember him saying that, and he'll probably go yeah. out and have a great season, and uh, they'll trade yeah. the trade deadline, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, it could be an amazing deadline and they if they're. Well, we, you trade your captain. <laughs> yeah, if they're stinking. Yeah, no, it's a good call. If, and if they stink, yeah. you know, there could be a lot of guys on the move at the trade deadline. Oh, for, for sure. sure. So. All right. Well, here's your bonus question or your bonus. Yeah, your bonus question. I'm going to hit the U.S. of A. Um, Nathan McKinnon is, I guess, it feels like he's close to getting an extension done with Colorado. Never a doubt. I knew he was going to stay. We all knew he was going to be there. It, it does help that they just won the Stanley Cup. What's his number going to be per year you don't have to say eight years and blah blah, blah. is he going to get 12 million 13 million is he going to go higher is he going to take a hometown discount i'm going to start with nick nick what do you think he's going to get per season it's going to be annoying because he's going to be the mo- the highest paid player but like not where you want to it to really hurt the colorado avalanche it's going uh-huh. to be- Twelve point seven five a year, and it's going to be say like say that 12, again. Twelve point seven five. Twelve point seven five. Okay, it's super okay. annoying because you're like, you really want him to make like thirteen and a half, fourteen yeah. million, so that really yeah. kind of hurts Colorado's, you know, right uh, years to come. Not that he doesn't deserve it necessarily. I'm not. I'm not even saying that that would he be overpaying. He's yeah. just going to take a little bit of a discount. It's going to be annoying. All right, Jack. What do you think? What do you think he's going to get? Uh, I'm going to shoot for the stars, and I'm going to say 14. Whoa! I'm going to say because uh, didn't he say that at one point he did want to be the highest paid player in the league? Yeah. I, I say 14. I mean, everybody okay. does want to be the highest yeah. paid player in the league, but, yeah, I, I think 14. Okay. McDavid, McDavid is the highest at 12 and a half. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, I think he makes more than McDavid because he's not better than McDavid, but I still think he makes more. No, no, I know. I just meant like I was hoping. Yeah. He, I hope he makes what you're 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 guessing. No, you don't. We'll talk no. about that in a moment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking that too. Because then you've got no, you don't. No, you All right, don't. Pete, what do you think McKinnon's deal per uh, per season is going to be? Uh, I think he's going to give a hometown discount going at twelve six. 12.6. That would be very nice for everyone. Yeah. And uh, I think what Nick, or excuse me, what Jack and I are alluding to is uh, it'll set the bar sure. for Austin Matthews' mm-hmm. next uh, contract. And we don't need $14 million right. or whatever. So uh, I'm going to go with 13. I just It's a nice round number. It, it is, again, a little bit more than Connor McDavid on his current deal, but he will easily be passed by uh, Matthews, McDavid, Dreisaitl on their next deal. So he'll be the guy for a little bit, the highest, and then he'll take his rightful place and fourth highest in the league, something like that. Real quick, so. what number does he wear, 29? Yes. I wonder yeah, if he yeah. does deals where it's like, you know. 13.29? or something like that. Yeah. Know? I don't know if That's he's annoying. Like, That's annoying. I don't know. Hey, any- you know what? You know what you should do? You should be smart. Go to the league and, and be number 98. Yeah. Right, because nobody can be 99. So you just go, hey, yeah, I'm 98. I need my deal $13.98 million. Well, that's what the Canes did on the offer sheet with uh, Yasmin oh, yeah. Kakanyemi. They yeah. did like an extra, what, what was $15? It was like the 20 bucks sheet. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 20 bucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> so petty. All right. All right. So let's uh, not spend too, too much time on this, but let us uh, dive into the Western Conference. I'm going to run through both. The Central and Pacific divisions, I will give you top to bottom last year in each. I will walk us through the key additions and subtractions for each team. And then I'm going to go around the room. I'm going to ask you to give me your three teams that are going to be your locks to make the playoffs. Okay. So let's start with the Central. Last year, uh, it was led by 119 points. Your Stanley Cup champion, uh, Colorado Avalanche followed by the Minnesota Wild, the St. Louis Blues, the Dallas Stars, the uh, Nashville Predators, and then we had a little bit of a drop-off to the Jets, 
the Blackhawks and the Coyotes. Okay, so that was what we looked at last year. Um, let me zip through a couple of these teams and, and just let you know who's in, who's out, and then make your decision on how they're going to do here. Chicago Blackhawks, interesting ins. We've got Peter Mrazek. Did you, you guys forget about that? Peter Mrazek. Stanley Cup champions. Blackhawk, yeah. <laughs> Max Domi, Andre Athanasiu, Colin Blackwell, Buddy Robinson and Jack Johnson. Now out is a murderer's road, at least start. Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Doc, Calvin DeHaan, Eric Gustafson, Kevin Lincoln, and Dominic Kubilik, Kubilik, excuse me, and Dylan Strome. Okay, so there's a not a lot of good in, a lot of bad out. Okay, in the cup. Colorado Avalanche uh, in Evan Rodriguez, Alexander Georgiev, Anton Bid, and Brad Hunt out. Darcy Kemper, Nazem Kadri, Andre Burakovsky, Jack Johnson, Ryan Murray, and Nicholas Abu. Uh, Ab, is it Ab Kabel? I can't remember how to say his name. Abe Kabel. Abe, Abe, the denter, the denter, the cup denter. Okay. He's on the Leafs. You got to know that. That's right. I got to learn it. I got to learn it. All right. The Dallas Stars in Mason Marchment. Colin Miller and Will Butcher leaving is John Klingberg. Uh, Vlad Nemestikov, uh, Brain Holtby, Michael, is it Raffle, and Andre Sequeira. All right, give me a couple seconds here to get to the next. The Wild, addition subtractions of the Wild. In, Sam Steele and Philippe Gustafson. Out, Kevin Fiala, Cam Talbot, uh, Nicholas Delorier, Dmitry Kulikov, Jordy Ben, Nick Bukestad. What outs, okay. The Preds. Added Nino Niederreiter, Ryan McDonough, Zach Sanford, Kevin Lankinen, Mark uh, Jankowski. Big Save Dave is out. Matt Benning, Nick Cousins, Luke uh, Kunin, and Philippe Myers. All bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right. Did I hit all these? Uh, no. St. Louis Blues in. Uh, Noel, is it a car? Is it a car? Achari. Achari. Thank you. Thomas Grice, Matthew Highmore out. Uh, Villa Huso, David Perron, Tyler Bozak. Where did Tyler go? Do we know? Nowhere. Retire? Nowhere. Okay. Dakota Joshua. And Winnipeg. Winnipeg Jets. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Winnipeg Jets in. Big Safe Dave. Sam Gagne. Out. Eric Comrie, Paul Stasny, Zach Sanford, and Evgeny Svechnikov. So, that but is. Arizona? Arizona? Oh, did, I, did I do Arizona? Is it really no, that Arizona's the other division. They're the other division. I'm doing Central right now. Then yeah. the Central? Yeah. Oh, I, I missed it. I'm so sorry, gentlemen. In Nick Bustag, uh, Troy Stetcher, Josh Brown, Laurent Dauphin, John Glaze, uh, Patrick Nemeth, and Zach Cashin. Cashin. Out. Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, Alex Galchenyuk, Dimitri Yaskin, Phil Kessel, mm. Antoine Roussel, and Anton Strahlman. Okay. With that being said, uh, Jack, I'll start with you. Who is going to be the three locks to make the playoffs in the Central Division? Um, the same three as last year. Okay, so the so you're going so uh, Colorado, yeah. St. Louis, Minnesota, not in, in no particular order other than Colorado is going to be first. <laughs> okay, okay, so Colorado. No worries, uh, Stanley Cup hangover. They're going to come out uh, like they did last year and just win hockey games, even though changing goaltender. Yeah, the no only nonce. thing I'm worried about is the uh, is the changing goaltender because okay. Georgiev as their starter that could give me a little bit of worry. I mean, even though I'm not an Avalanche fan, I don't I don't worry at right. all. I'm not losing sleep, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no that that would worry me if I was an Avs fan. But that's it. I mean, you still got a couple of the best players in the NHL on your team, right. as do we. But okay, excellent, Nick. Your thoughts? Uh, Nashville. Ooh. Oh, St. Louis in that order. Okay, okay. Well, I think you just answered the surprise team with Nashville. Okay, Nino Niederreiter is really good. Uh, Ryan McDonough 
literally was probably would have been our second best defenseman with a mangled hand last year in the playoffs. And that's not disrespecting Muzzin or Brody or Riley. I'm just saying it is. But go ahead, yeah. Quite good with one hand. And, uh, You're like, dude with one hand better than our all of our defense. He really defense. was. He scored a goal. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah. do um, and yeah. He, yeah, I, Okay. I, I think Minnesota, even though they're quite good, um, they lost a lot because of their salary cap issues. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not sold on Colorado's uh, secondary scoring now that uh, Nazem's gone. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I guess – the same thing could be said about the Leafs with the, the goaltending, but I'm – if you look at, you know, uh, uh, Colorado's goaltending and, and uh, Toronto's goaltending, it's kind yeah. of like, oh, um, which right. one's worse, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. That's, where I'm, that's where I'm at. Okay. Pete, who do you have? We've got the Lanch, Wild, Blues, Stars, Preds, Jets, yeah. Blackhawks, Coyotes. I was going to go with um... – Colorado, St. Louis, and Nashville and Minnesota fighting it out for that third spot. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Nick. I think Nashville's got great goaltending. I think they, uh, they'll they they'll take the third spot, or my third spot yeah. anyway. My third okay. pick there. You guys got me thinking here. I, you know, you're, I'm second-guessing myself. I don't see a change. Uh, what I wrote down is I don't see a change in the top three, maybe the order. Sure. Maybe the, the you know the Blues and the and the Wild swap spots, and I think the Preds jump a little bit. Um, I think the Jets and the Blackhawks are going to be fighting for the worst record in that division. I think the Coyotes, something about playing at ASU, you know, college atmosphere, you know, uh, yeah, tough ticket to get. Maybe that'll pump this team up, and they've got some young <laughs> talent out there. So, uh, you know, hot ticket to get, right? I mean, there's only like, what, 2,000 seats or something crazy, 5,000, whatever it is. Yeah. So I, I can see them taking some steps. I can see the Blackhawks completely bottoming out. That's their job. And yeah. if the Jets don't get off to a hot start, they're going to start peeling away all their veterans. So, uh, but I just don't see the Avalanche slowing down, maybe not at a 119-point pace, right. but still – uh, in in control of that division. So we'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. Um, gents, let's head over to the Pacific. And uh, something tells me we're going to sort of feel the same with those top three. But let me go through uh, last year's um, uh, teams, top to bottom. The Flames, the Oilers, the Kings, the Golden Knights, the Canucks, Sharks, Ducks, and then the Kraken. Do some in ins and outs with these guys. And I apologize. Let me know if I miss anybody because this is just alphabetical. Uh, the Calgary Flames in Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, Nazem Kadri, Kevin Rooney, and Nicholas Maloche, but out. Yeah. Wow. Ready? Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Cal Yarncrook, Sean Monahan, who I did not know didn't play last year, Erica Branson, and Brett Ritchie. All right, next up is, uh, we did those guys, we did those guys, the Edmonton Oilers. In, Jack Campbell, Matthias Janmark, out, Zach Cashian, Miko Koskinen, Chris Russell, Derek Broussard, Brendan Perlini. I don't know why um, Mike Smith's not on that list, but he's he's out too, right? He's going to, yeah, Go why. he's not, okay, yeah, he's not technically out, okay. It, Kings, in, Kevin Fiala. Out, Andreas Anathasiu, Troy Stetcher, Oli Mata, and Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown to retirement. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The San Jose Sharks in Nico Sturm, Luke Kunin, Oscar Lindblom, Matt Benning, Evgeny Shvesnikov. I can't ever say that. Steven Lorenz. Out, Brent Burns. I forgot about that. Aiden Hill, Lane Peterson, Rudolph Balsers, and Ryan Zingles. And then the Kraken added Andre Burkowski, uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. That was a good pickup. Justin Schultz, Martin Jones. The <laughs> Martin Jones. I'm so sorry. I should have laughed. And Michael uh, Kepney. Out Hayden Fleury, Victor Rask, and Riley Sheehan. And the Vancouver Canucks. They brought in the Cobra, Ilya Mikheyev, Dakota mm. Joshua, Andre Kuzm. Kuzmenkov, Curtis Lazar, and out is Yaroslav Halak, Alex Chason, Brad Hunt, and Matthew Highmore. The Golden Knights, I mean, they they were making deals. They brought in 
Phil Kessel. And mm-hmm. out goes Mac Pacioretty, Evgeny Dandanov, uh, Matthias Janmark, and Dylan Coughlin. And I think that is it. So. Anaheim. Did I? So I missed Anaheim. You know, it was alphabetical. Got it back to the top. Thank you. Anaheim, the Ducks. Oh, you sweet Ducks. In Frank Vitrano, Ryan Strom, John Klingberg, Oli, I don't even know, Yuvoli, uh, Dmitry Kulikov, out, Zach Aston Reese, Ryan Getzlav, uh, Vinny Letary, Buddy Robinson, Dominic Simon, Andre Schuster, Sonny Milano, and Sam Steele. You know, half those guys could be made up names. I could have just made up half those names. All right. So, Western Conference, let's start with you, Nick. Mm. What do you see happening in this? Do you see the Flames dropping off and the Oilers get better? Do you see a resurgence from the Golden Knights? Do you see, like, the Canucks shooting up? Do you see the Kraken still in the basement? The floor is yours. Kings win the uh, the Pacific. Calgary drops to the second. And uh, Vancouver gets the third spot. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Where is Edmonton? Fighting for a... a, a, They're fighting for Vegas. Ooh, my goodness. Hot take. It's hot. It's a good hot take. It's not even that I think that Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or even, you know, Jack Campbell are bad players or anything Mm -hmm. like that. A lot of things came together for them last year. Mike Smith at 40, 41 years old playing the best year of his career definitely Mm -hmm. helped. I think Soup can bounce back from he, what he did last year. I mean, he has to. I don't know how he can play worse. But their defense isn't our defense. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we have one of the best defensive centers in the league. That's Austin Matthews. And then David Camp. And where our, our, our defensemen are actually good. Where it's Cody CC, Tyson Berry. Uh, no, thanks. I'm good. Uh, Soup's okay. Good. His his groin is going to be Swiss cheese by like November. Oh no! Um, so that's just it's you know that's my guess. That's just a, okay. Yes. All right, I dig it. All right, uh, we got to go to we got to go to our resident goaltender uh, after that Jack Campbell remark about Swiss <laughs> cheese groin. Pete, your thoughts? I mean, are, are the Oilers toast here, or or is Jack Campbell going to be the savior over there? Well. Uh, Smith ended up with a 914 save percentage last year with his defense. Yep. Soup ended up with a 913 save percentage with our defense. So, uh, <clears throat> but that's Smith having a, a, a relatively good second half. But uh, yeah, I my picks are Calgary and not in any order, not in any order. Uh, Edmonton. I like the Kings and I also like the Canucks. So it's, okay. it's a toss up between the, the Kings and the uh, the Canucks for that third uh, lock in for me. All right. Now I'm going to go to Jack. I'm, I I just feel that Jack is going to ride the Jack Campbell spirit and love and put those Oilers in the first uh, spot there. But let's let's hear from no, you, Jack. What I do you think? Rode that if he took a little less here. Well, All right. Uh, what do we got? Know, uh, we've got I, – I had L.A. winning the division as well. Wow. So I was hoping Excellent. I was first, but I'm never first, so I, I figured. Um, you were first last got, time. You, know, you were late. <laughs> I'm always yeah. – Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Be always, on time. Be on I'm time. I'm always first at the uh, bonus questions or the questions you make up. Um, Be on time. Yeah. So – um, L.A., then Edmonton. Okay. Um, I wanted to say Anaheim, but then you said all the outs, and I was like, no, no, that's, um, that's a silly pick. Go and ahead. then, and then Calgary. Yeah. I just, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I if I have um I have Calgary winning the division if Markstrom plays well. Oh, okay. Big year from Markstrom. Well, I have the Leafs winning the cup if their goaltending is amazing. It has nine ninety five <laughs> goaltending. Yeah, I love that. If the goalie's good, yeah, it kind of helps, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm just getting you back for being mad that you were not first picked. 
Mr. Late. Okay. Um, I, I was second round. Well, I and I typically I go last, and that's okay. I don't mind. Uh, I'm I'm picking the Oilers. Uh, I don't disagree with any of, of you guys talking about the defense um, and, and being poor, but they have a ton of firepower up front, and uh, I, I I see a little tiny dip for the Flames. I think they're. I think we talked about it on a previous podcast. They're probably just as good as the team that was last year. But something tells me that uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are on a mission this year, and um, they're going to w- win the division. That doesn't mean they're going to do anything in the playoffs. Sounds like a team we know. Um, but I think those three teams that finish first, second, and third will have some sort of same order. Not or- same order, the same three. So I've got the Oilers, maybe the Kings sneaking in there, and then the Flames. So The only um, one yeah. thing about the Oilers as well that I forgot Everywhere Evander Kane's gone his first year, he's been great. He's been a yep. stellar teammate. And then after he gets the bag, he uh yeah. he just uh he he craps it. He ruins that that uh Yeah. He hits the casino. He really oh, does. Geez. Like look at every everywhere he allegedly. Gone, yeah. His third or fourth or second or third year on that team, everybody just Yeah. You guys got me wondering about those Canucks, though. I, I can't figure them out yet. Uh, I love the coaching. And, and the, the coaching, coaching the, the coaching's a lot like you're saying about Kane, though. Like, Boudreaux comes into a, a team and he does well, and then it it just fades out. His good coaching style just kind of, ah, they, they, they go deaf the on it. The thing about uh, yeah. Bruce Boudreaux, when we wanted him in Toronto, He's never really won anything in the playoffs. Right. That was his right. thing. He's a great regular season head coach. Yeah. But he can't win in the playoffs. And I'm like, well, we don't need that. He'd we be good only... in Toronto then. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's a perfect fit. But like yeah. anybody behind the bench <laughs> yeah. in Toronto for the regular season. So like I would, the... I would get if he ever joined the Leafs uh, coaching staff, I would make a shirt that had a picture of him with barbecue sauce on his face because <laughs> that is by far my favorite. Um, Road to the Winter Classic when he was talking, he had that the wing sauce on, on his face. It's amazing, <laughs> so great. I, I, I'll, that'll be always be the first thing I think of when I think of Bruce Boudreaux. So, um, question to all of you, and I'll ask I'll ask Jack first. Jack, go ahead. Bonus question, Jack. Will the Kraken be better than last year? Twenty-seven, no. forty-nine, and six for sixty points. You don't you don't see the an upgrade might or be. An improvement. They might have 28 wins. I don't know, but no, they're not going to do anything that's going to shock the world. And I'm going to say that now, and then they're going to win the cup next year. But <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think they did enough. I mean, they've got the Bjorkstrand kids going to be a stud for them. But other than that, I think they're going to be the same old team and play in their eco-friendly rink or whatever they do. I don't know. Aggressive. Okay. All right. Here's the here's a bonus Saving bonus the question planet. for you guys. Bonus bonus. Last bonus bonus question. The Kraken finished with 60 points. Obviously, not a season that they're excited about. They've made some changes, so hopefully things will get a little bit better. The Las Vegas, excuse me, the Vegas Golden Knights finished with 94 points, and they were battling for a playoff spot right to the end of the year. 60 to 94, big gap. Will, at the end of the season, the Golden Knights and the Kraken be within 10 points of each other? Because we know that there's going to be some question in net with the Golden Knights, even with Hill. Um, they clearly have the injury, bad luck bug uh, going through them all the time. Do the Kraken make enough of a, a step forward and the Knights take a step back where they could be within 10 points? It could be a very simple no, but I'm just curious to see if they're closing the gap on that expansion at all. And I'll yeah. just start with you, Nick. Oh, okay. Okay. I was actually going to say that Seattle might finish ahead of Vegas. Okay. So then yours yeah. is a yes. There's a, I, there, there's a chance. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not just you know, Bjorkstrand. They also added um, uh, Barakovsky from uh, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. If he can stay healthy, uh, obviously the joke I was going to lead in with is if, if Martin Jones ever figures out how to be oh, a guard. Might be good, um, but oh, no, nice. I, I just don't see Chris, you know, or Grubauer being as bad as he was last right. year. Uh, again, okay. he might not ever be Vesna wet worthy, but he was bad last year. Yeah, uh, for sure. 
and they've got a lot of young talent that is going to make the the team this year. Um, I think um, what's his name, uh, Matty uh, Beniers was the second overall. Or yeah, he's quite good. They've got a lot of young talent. And then there. the kid that was expected to be the number one pick too, Shane Rose. Right. Yeah. Shane right. Wright. So they're they're they're, they're still I don't know about their defense, um, but yeah. Vegas is uh, it, they've got the Jack Eichel issue. Ooh, Jack Eichel. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's really a pain in the neck, isn't it? Oh. Oh. But he was late, but he brought the best joke to the to the show, so we love it. Uh, All right. Know, Mark Stone's been carrying that team. It's, it's literally broken his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> two shows, folks. Two shows. Nine uh, Eleven. Please do not forget to tip your waitress. Okay. Uh, Turk, yeah, do you think the Kraken are going to uh, compete with? Uh, their expansion brethren at all, or or is it yeah. still no? They're top of the class. Well, that ten point spread is, is still too much. Uh, I think they're going to improve, but I don't think they're going to hit that mark that you. Okay. That's just that's five games. Of, no, I don't think yeah. so. Okay, and then Pierre or uh, uh, Jack, what do you think? Um, I think the Kraken are going to be ahead of the Knights this year, but okay. I. I, I don't so then know. I just see yes. the Knights having a downfall, and then I, I can see the Kraken getting a little bit better, but nothing. Yeah. They're not going to make a dent in the cup like uh, Abe Kubel did. All right, prediction for <laughs> prediction for the um, the Golden Knights. We're doing the Western Conference. They are somehow going to uh, manipulate the cap to give them enough money to trade for Connor Hellebuck. At some point this season, and I see Nick rolling his eyes, but he knows he knows there's some truth to my thought process there, because that. that's a team that just has to win. They, they've got that since the first season that that bug to win. They don't know any different. Mm-hmm. They missed the playoffs last until year. La, yeah, until last season, right? But but that was the first time out, and now it's like, uh, no, we're not doing that again. Mm-hmm. And there's their weak spot. So if Aiden Hill struggles, and or the Jets aren't doing well. There's, some, there's going to be a package that's going to be thrown that way. They're going to get some contracts out or some young guys out to Winnipeg. Connor Hellebuck's going to swoop in there, and we're going to have to break our Western Conference bracket. Oh, you missed it. He's going to jet in there. Oh. Come on. He's going <laughs> to slot right into the starting goaltender role. Slots. It's, it's, it's Aiden Hill. Anybody can. E, all right. Okay, Jets. Last question. Who will be representing the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals? Jack? The Calgary Flames. Ooh, the luck of Nas. Okay, I like it. All right. Uh, Pete? Uh, L.A. Kings. Okay. Nick? St. Louis. Oh, the St. Louis Blues. Okay. I know Gloria. Like it. It's not like I'm happy about yeah. it. Yeah. Let's be yeah. honest. There's a chance that if Kadri doesn't run into Bennington, they oh, might. That's true. That. That's true. They might still lose that series. And yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I like Jordan Bennington. He's a yeah. He's another tool. But if, <laughs> I mean. They're they're a playoff team. They, that team right. is built for the playoffs, so I don't like them. All right. Well, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. So we'll Was see. Stuart we'll Skinner see. as their uh, goalie, or is, uh, is well, a... um, well, you know, deadline deals too. They can get. Well, uh, they they might trade for going, you know. Going with Campbell. Are you yeah, know Campbell. About his mindset. Oh yeah, of with, course. With uh, Edmonton. Of course, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, let me let me ask you, let me ask you, gentlemen, this question: Was Edmonton's defense any better than the Leafs' defense this year? I think they were a little worse. But yeah, they were much worse. I think they were a ton worse. So he's going to yeah. see a lot more quality shots than he even did in Toronto. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Hundred percent. Uh, but I, I so, thought he he was good in high dent. I thought his save percentage and five on five and high danger shots were was pretty good. 
The first right. month. Yeah. Was Just the first month. Yeah. Okay. It was, and I know okay. he finished yeah. with a 913, like uh, yeah. Kirk said, which I'm not, yeah. I'm not knocking because you can't just take out, you know, one month because he was, he was phenomenal the first month and a half of, of, the, yeah. of the year. But he was at a 947 save percentage for that time and then an 885 the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. It's, I'm not, I, I think he's better. I think he's more average. I think he's more of a, like a 908 to 915 goalie anyway. Uh-huh. But his stretches uh, are kind of too, too much yeah. of experience uh, for me. So. All right. Well, we will see what happens. All right. Any closing thoughts before we bid ourselves adieu? Yes. Um, yes. Go ahead. I, we didn't say it last time, but um, I just wanted to make note, uh, rest in peace to Ben Stelter, the Oilers um, fan, uh, big Oilers fan. We were all rooting for him. We hope his family's mm-hmm. doing well, and, um, you know, we will always play La Bamba, even <laughs> if, we're, if we aren't Oilers fans. Mm-hmm. Well, well said, Jack. Well said. So, okay. So, for uh, Turk Broda. Pierre Engvall and Nick. I'm Corey. This has been another episode of the Bleeding Blue and White podcast. We'll see you next time for the Eastern Conference preview. And there's nothing left to say except for go, Leafs, go. Go.